Welcome to the Write Your Novel with David Allen Patali podcast, a place for real talk about what it takes to create a book. My name's David Allen Patali, and I'm going to give you a no-bullshit run-through of the tips, techniques, and insights that have shaped my writing practice and helped me create a novel I'm truly happy with. We write because it's hard, because we have to, because we need to, but you don't have to suffer needlessly for your art. With the right strategies, mindset, and community, You can get it done and enjoy the process. So let me take you on a ride where writing myths get exploded, excuses get torched, and the path gets lit just a bit brighter. Morning. Today, it's Friday. It's the day of the WA Premier's Book Awards, and tonight I'm up for the Emerging Writer category. I don't know what's going to happen, but... But I'm feeling pretty good about everything regardless because over the past couple of days I've been thinking back on the journey that I took to write Locust Summer and to get it published and all the amazing readers and writers and publishers and and people that I've met along the way who helped helped shape that journey. And it's been a wonderfully humbling and gratifying thing to do that. So I think that's the best part. Uh, of, of this award process, it's made me, it's made me reflect on all the steps that I took to get here. So regardless of what happens tonight, I'm going to be drinking a nice cold glass of champagne afterwards and smiling with my friends. And I think that's that's all anybody can really can really hope to to focus upon. Uh, but one of the things that that I really reflected on was how much help I had writing Locust Summer. Um, and how that help came at the right times. Uh, partly through me seeking it, partly through happenstance, but mostly by being open to it uh, at the right, at certain times in the process. So I'll, I'll explain a little bit about that before. Um, I'm sorry, after I just say this, you know, I, I was I was in a, um, a writing, I was doing a thing called the Sunday Sessions at FAWA, the Fellowship of Australian Writers, Western Australia, we did a thing called the Sunday Sessions where uh, three writers came along and did masterclasses, and that was Rachel Johns, Sasha Wasley, and Flo McDonald. Now, Sasha Wasley did a, a class on character, how you can deepen your character. And one of the things that she recommended, which I think is a really good idea, um, is, you know, write them a, write your character a report card. And that really got me thinking, like, you know, like a year 12 report card or a year 7 report card. And that kind of got me thinking um, about my old report cards because one of the common threads throughout all of my report cards is David keeps making silly mistakes and he needs to ask for help. Uh, I am probably, like most men, reluctant to ask for help when I actually need it. But when I do ask for help, um, you immediately get a massive breakthrough, right? Who knew? Uh, so that's kind of the um, the thing I'm sort of feeling today, and that um, whilst it's important to ask for help as a writer, at the same time you are also needing to develop your own practice and empower yourself and be resilient and actually do your work. Uh, at the same time, you can't be reliant on somebody else to do the work for you. So where do we where do we strike that balance? Well, another thing that that we started to discuss at the Sunday sessions over a couple of wines was, you know, should, what's the value of joining a writing group? Immediately, that's, that's the first thing that a lot of writers will do 
in order to seek out help or accountability. And I think there's a lot of effectiveness in it. But one of the discussions that we had amongst a couple of writers was, you know, the different kinds of writing groups that you can join. So one writer was saying they had attended a writing group where everybody sat down and did and did their writing and they did uh, examples, but then it was read out to the group and the group would critique it quite savagely in a lot of cases in a, in a kind of um, a hearkening to perhaps a university model. Um, you know, you sometimes get that at, at university writing workshops and that kind of thing. But at the same time, the university uh, model for, for that level of feedback, you know, that would be one of your classes amongst a lot of the writing classes, and that would be clearly delineated as this is the feedback class, you know, be prepared for this. But it kind of struck me as odd that you would bake that into the weekly session of a writing group. Writing groups are safe spaces, to, to use the phrase. They are welcoming and warm and friendly and a place for you to to make your mistakes and to grow and to learn and that kind of thing. So even though that the tough love of feedback is, is very useful, it can also be extremely discouraging. I don't know if I would have been able to take that level of critique as an emerging writer, as someone um, finding my own voice, finding my own way of doing things. Feedback is is good, but I think feedback is good when it's done with kindness, when you when it's mostly emphasising what you're doing right. And that's not to say that you can't handle criticism of the things that you're doing wrong. But if, like every writer worth their salt, you have the ability to read between the lines and you have the ability to take a hint and you have the ability to see the writing on the wall, all of those, those hackneyed expressions are very true. Positive feedback telling you what you're doing right, allowed, you know that gives you the light, but it also gives you the shade. And then if you trust that person or respect them enough, you can ask them, okay, what am I really doing wrong? And then they, in a respectful way, will tell you. This is all about sovereignty, your sovereignty as a writer. And I think that's extremely important. I've just started working uh, with a couple of writers to do manuscript assessments. And I'm very conscious of emphasizing the good and suggesting improvements on things that I think need improvement. I'm not someone who's going to sit down and go, I think you need to do this. This is 100% what you have to do. Because respecting the sovereignty of yourself as a writer and respecting the sovereignty of other people as a writer, I think, is paramount. This is a big, long journey, and there are so many different ways to interpret how we are doing this very unique thing that no one has ever done before even though it exists within a canon of influences and all those kinds of things. But your particular project is unique to you. And the way you develop will then subsequently influence how the project develops. If we start seeding negativity into it and we start seeding uh, doubt into it, I don't think that process is going to deliver anything. But if we boost your confidence and give you the tools that you need to keep improving, all that stuff's going to sort itself out anyway. I think one of the great insights that I had from writing is that your best insights will come from your process. And you will probably not really be able to explain a lot of the insights that you have to other writers. If I was to actually tell you what my writing process looks like inside my head, yeah, I don't think people would understand. The metaphors that I use, the way that I understand things, I have to interpret that for uh, for a wider audience so that it's palatable. But, And I think the insights that 
you as a writer will have in your own process will be of, of similar value to yourself. You know, how did you write that dialogue? Well, I figured it out for myself. How did you write that prose? How did you do it that way? We are constantly seeking to write in our own voice. So it's axiomatic that we would have our own way of understanding it ourselves. And this is why I think it's really important to maintain your sovereignty as a writer. That said, we all need some help. So what's the best way to do it? Certainly joining a writing group is good, but hearkening back to that point, I think you need to be very careful about the boundaries in that writing group. You know, it's, you've got to get good vibes from it. It's got to be a place that's welcoming and warm. And um, where I live in Perth, there are many fantastic writing groups that have this at their core. So seek them out. And you don't, you're, not, you're not obligated to go there because your friend goes there. If you get bad vibes from it, I think you're, you're more than entitled to just seek out another place. That said, uh, a good writer also knows that we push the envelope and we need to find ways of getting that critique. Not in a way that's going to destroy your confidence or destroy your ability to keep learning, but you also need to seek out feedback in a way that's going to help you to grow. So it's, it's a real balance of things here. And I'm no expert in this and I stumbled through and I made all kinds of mistakes, but uh, I also made some right decisions. And one of the best things that I did was I'd written Locust Summer many, 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 many times. It got shortlisted for The Vogel, which was a pretty big deal for me. Uh, when it flew over to Sydney, you know, didn't didn't win or anything, but, you know, it gave me such confidence. And then I went to Varuna, the National Writers' House, where some wonderfully powerful women writers, Gabriel Carey, Judith Russell, Tony Jordan, just gave, gave so freely of their time and their knowledge. And it clued me into all this stuff that I had been really struggling with in this manuscript. I'd done enough by myself to get a Vogel shortlisting, but to get it published, to get it really good, I needed to go to the next level. So I sought out a writing mentor, Laurie Steed, who I'd known for a long time and who we who we had, you know, we'd had a good friendship and we'd had a lot of interaction and he taught me a lot of things, but never in a formal way. But I finally, I got the gumption up and I scraped together the cash and Laurie and I embarked on a really dedicated, highly professional mentoring process where I wrote a draft under his tutelage, looking at it, analyzing it, having him assess, having him assess it quite deeply, and then me going very deeply into those points and, and considering them, but changing them in my own way. There was never a, you know, a, a note from Laurie that said, you have to do this. It was... I think you should consider this. Remember, it's that respect of the sovereignty of another writer and of himself as a writer that's at the core of that. And that helped me enormously, enormously. The process of doing it in a very focused way was an incredible, incredible thing. And it's what made Locust what it is today. And so seeking that help probably a bit late in the process, but I think it came at the right time. Because on reflection, you know, I'd, yes, I'd re it took 10 years to get the book together. I had to take that journey. I had to go to all those places and feel those feelings and write those bad drafts and write, write those sentences that went nowhere and have those characters and those subplots. It all led to the understanding. So there's, no necess there's necessarily no wrong turns in your writing. But seeking help at a crucial stage was a real, was really, really important uh, to me. Another thing that 
a lot of writers do, and I have done, is you get a reader, someone who you really trust, to give you honest feedback. That's not going to destroy you, but is going to help you to keep going. For me, my, my reader is my wife, Carmen. She's, in a lot of ways, my ideal reader, but also, you know, she's a regular reader. She's someone who actually enjoys books, who understands what's going on, who has certain tastes and has certain likes and dislikes that I, you know, I feed into my own computer um, when she gives to, when she gives the feedback to me because I'm not necessarily writing for her or anybody else. I'm writing for myself, but it needs to be in a way that somebody else can understand. So having a reader that you trust is an immensely valuable, uh, immensely valuable thing. Um, in fact, I was listening to an interview with Ian McEwan uh, on YouTube the other day. Someone's just uh, uploaded all these great interviews with Ian McEwan, probably one of my favorite writers of all time. Uh, and he was talking about how you know, writing is such a, a lonely and time-consuming process that it can strain relationships with your significant other and that one of the ways that he gets around that is he reads to her, his wife. He, he, after, you know, he writes a couple of chapters and then on a Friday night they'll open a nice bottle of wine and he'll print it off and he'll read it to her. He'll read the story to her. And she gives him feedback and that kind of thing, but it's a way of bringing that person into the process. But it simultaneously is a way of getting feedback and also of sharing the joy of the creation of this, of this strange and wonderful thing that he's doing. And it helps to motivate him. So there is, there's great strength in seeking help. There's great strength in opening up and being vulnerable. So yeah, there's a couple of ways. Yeah, join a writing group, get a mentor, get a reader, get a professional editorial assessment, but only at a stage. I think this, this is the thing. Manuscript assessments are, are really valuable, but I think it's got to be at a stage where you feel you're ready to push to push to the next level. You know, you've done a lot of work by yourself. You've got feedback from peers. Perhaps you've got a reader looking at it, all that kind of thing, and you've got something. And you don't want to be spending your money to just write another decent draft. You want to be spending your money so that you get a kick-ass draft after this thing. So you're like, you're not at base camp. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're at least a decent whack of the way up the mountain. Um, so that, that's kind of the way I did it, say, with Laura. We did the manuscript assessment, then we did the editorial process. And so that really pushed me to the summit rather than pushing me from the base camp to midway up the mountain. And then I'm like, okay, well now what do we do? Like, no, you want to have that time hacking away by yourself, getting some help from, from other people who are in a similar situation to you. So yes, there's nothing... Seeking help as well, this is another point that, that I think needs to be made. Um, you're seeking somebody's help, but you've got to do the work. It's all down to you. Uh, Famously, Oscar Wilde used to handwrite out all of his fabulous manuscripts for his plays and, and, and his books, and he would send them along to his publisher and just say, sort the grammar out. You know, it's, it's, it's absolutely heaving with mistakes. Well, I'm not Oscar Wilde, neither is anybody else. <laughs> um, uh, I think they forgave him that, that, uh, that cheeky unprofessionality, but uh, in this day and age, no. Um, you... You cannot rely on an editor or a publisher or an agent or a reader or anybody else to fix your shit. You gotta do it. Writing is not as not about making it correct 
or making it presentable. It's about making it right. And the way we make things right is by understanding the story and deeply connecting to it, developing it as much as we can. And then through that process, grammatical perfection will come. You know, you will care enough about it to make sure that everything is in the right place and that it's formatted. You will do the work yourself. And that's part of being sovereign as a writer. Part of having that sovereignty about yourself as a writer is taking full responsibility for absolutely everything that's in the manuscript. Um, you cannot rely on anybody else to fix your shit. It's important to get help for advice, for a sounding board, for motivation, for confidence, for someone helping you over a difficult passage or a difficult period or a, or a shift in the thinking that you have about the story a shift in the thinking that you have about the characters. Ultimately, though, you know, it's like being an athlete. You're the one to run the race. The coach doesn't run the race. The coach bellows at you from the sidelines and, you know, gives you some tips on your cadence, but ultimately it's you who's got to run the race. Uh, run the race, and it's you who will breast the tape if you do that. That's, um, yeah. Seeking help is a good thing. But it's got to be done in a way that empowers you as a writer and feeds into your practice and feeds into everything that you're doing. Because, hey, you know, isn't that what we're all seeking to become? To be a self-sustaining writer? Not an island of one, but someone who's confident in themselves and confident in their abilities and knows their style and knows what they want to say. One of my favourite quotes on writings again from Lawrence Durow who said of his first the first novel that he wrote he said it's the first time he heard his own voice I kind of like that <laughs> that's what we're seeking to become to have our own voices we seek others help to help modulate those voices or to develop it but ultimately we have to step into the power that's, that allows us to to shape it ourselves now, speaking of help Something special's coming. Um, I've got a waitlist that's launching pretty soon for an online writing course that I've designed from the ground up to help emerging writers and people who are struggling uh, with books. It's focusing on character, plot, and themes, and then we'll have more modules added to it as I go. And it's called Write Your Novel, and it launches in a few days' time. And the waitlist you can join right now, and it's going to give you access to a very special offer where I'm actually offering it for a third of the price. After this offer, it will never be that price again. So if you get on the waitlist, have a look and decide that it's for you, that, that I could help you out with these things, um, then I think it's a really worthwhile community to join because it tackles fundamental issues of how to write, how to keep going, how to motivate yourself, how to seek those insights that will help you not only write the book that you're seeking to write, but enjoy the process, actually, and gain, and gain those insights that I got from uh, writing Locust Summer over, over a long period of time and allow me to pass that on to you. So uh, it also involves weekly coaching calls and one-on-one -on -one sessions, so that's going to be great. Um, there'll be some details alongside uh, this download, so I will see you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Write Your Novel with David Allen Patali. If you loved what you heard, hit the subscribe button. You can follow me on socials at David Allen Patali. 
Don't forget, this podcast is about writing your novel, so make sure you drop any of your questions into the link in the show notes, and I'll make sure I answer it on the show. Until next time, happy writing. Thank you.